Hello and welcome to FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey and joining me is my esteemed guest, Amar Lakhani. How are you, Amar? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm, I'm doing really well. Um, I know this is like a boilerplate. I, literally, we can get a, a stamp and just put this on, I think, every episode that we do. Uh, but it's been a busy week. It's been a busy uh, month. It's been a busy quarter. It's been a busy year. Um, and and um, let, we'll talk about that. I mean, we, we've been kept busy in the industry, obviously, of cybersecurity uh, because of the growing ransomware threat. So I wanted to talk to you about that today. Um, we just released um, actually about three uh, over the course. Uh, it's basically weekly. We're releasing a threat signal, which is our FortiGuard Labs response to a breaking ransomware threat. Now we had uh, 21 nails and uh, uh, five hands as an example. Um, there's so much activity happening lately. Of course, there was also uh, an attack on uh, OT, targeted ransom attack. And what we're seeing is that really there's a shift from, you know, uh, five, ten years ago where it was just broadly commercialized kits that, you know, anyone could pick up and distribute and try to send out volumetric spam emails and land as many targets as possible. So, you know, how, how many fish can they catch and, you know, charge a nominal fee, 500 500 bucks to a grand and call it a day. That was just going after data as the currency, right? I mean, encrypt the data and then they're under under the assumption that people weren't doing backups or, you know, imaging servers and and um, and, and that model worked for a while, but it doesn't seem to be working anymore, does it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, it's because the, the money aspect is so, so much bigger than it was, right? It's so much more profitable. I mean, we're not talking about $500 to a $1,000 ransom. It's not uncommon to see 1 million, 2 million, Three million. In fact, uh, we just saw recently, uh, like that, that was that was made public. Uh, one corporation paid about a four million dollar ransom, and these numbers are getting very serious, very high, and uh, that obviously means it attracts a lot more organized, uh, you know, cyber criminals, it, uh, and it also attracts a lot more sophistication into the attacks because the payoff is so enormous now. Yeah, it's it's a huge problem, and and really, what's happening? There's always an inverse to the legitimate world. You basically have what was again five to ten years ago. This, you know, SMB to SME, a small medium enterprise. As they started getting more profits through that model, they started getting more funding. They started getting more, you know, tools. They started getting more players uh, behind them as well. And by virtue, they've grown now, some of them, into these big ransomware gangs that are essentially large criminal enterprise. And that's because of <laughs> this funding, right? Because they keep on getting more, uh, more, more funding, more profits, more people are joining. And really what's happening is that, that you know, the, the, the criminal supply chain is, is also expanding. Like there's more of these business units also to these organizations. Yeah, so Derek, I think you mentioned an important point and one that's that can be easily overlooked. But the reason this is working is because people are paying. Like people are actually yeah. are paying for uh, uh, you know ransomware criminals. They're paying ransomware criminals to get their data back. And a lot of times, you know, it's easy for us to say, "Hey, never pay." Right? We all we, like as we were talking earlier, we're both re really passionate about that. We don't advocate. At least I personally don't advocate paying, but it's it's also easy to understand where a corporation may be coming from if they have absolutely no other choice and they really think they're going to get their data back, especially if it's data that can make a difference, right? We've seen ransomware attack uh, public utilities 
police departments, um, you know, OT departments uh, like uh, or OT technology, where it'll actually make a difference in people's lives, maybe a life or death type of a difference as well if the service is down. So I could see why people are motivated to pay as well, especially in these high numbers. Yeah, and the other difference we're seeing is that this is now like with these large criminal enterprises, it's big stakes, right? The sophistication is higher from the criminal element. The payments are higher, as you said, seven figures are, are normal. That's it's a, a, a huge amount. But it's because they're going after big fish. They're going after deep pockets. They're going after it's not just data, but you know, critical services. We actually called this out in our threat uh, threat predictions uh, piece, where we talked about you know uh, targeted ransom attacks becoming the new normal. Uh, going after these not just data, but critical uh, services. We saw some of that in 2020, but it's really picking up steam, which is a huge concern in 2021. And and these are more. This is very much like uh, APT group activity, but it's, I think, extending now into the um, private sector, if you will, the, the, uh, the, these ransomware gangs and the criminal enterprise too, right? Right. You know, one example of this is Darkseid, uh, obviously the gang that's making a lot of news lately. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that they do, as you mentioned, they're very targeted. So when they send the ransom note, a lot of times it has uh, the corporation's name, it has very specific information about that corporation. They release some of their data usually on their dark, uh, Darknet Onion website. So it's enough information that it's almost like a proof of life. Like, hey, we really do have your data and we have a lot more of it. It's just a little sample of it. So, you know, we're, we're really serious about that. And so it's very targeted. It's very serious and it's very customized to that environment. They actually, if you, when we look at some of the code on some of the attacks that we've seen, we've seen it like actually like check for specific versions of like systems, operating systems, even applications that may be specific to an organization. So they're trying to really, you know, really target and really get narrow on who they're attacking. Obviously, it doesn't work all the time. And no matter what, when, a, when a, I hear attack organizations, threat actors always say, we're not going to go after like hospitals or charities. And almost all the time, they, they have like, uh, you know, blowback or they, you have unintended targets. But at least they're, they seem to be very targeted. At least they seem to be very focused on who they're going for. Yeah, you, you just hit on a, a, a very interesting point. It's the collateral damage, right? The the unintended targets. So I know with, with Darkseid, so we just released a, a threat signal with FortiGuard Labs on that as well as a blog. Um, you know, they claim their modus operandi is financial, right? They're going, they're going after, again, the deep pockets, uh, the ransom, versus, again, the APT, which is typically going after critical infrastructure. Uh, but what we're seeing is this, adverse you know effect right where um, by by crippling systems and services again going after ransom it's also having an effect on on society on on uh, you know physical lives of course on other things like stock markets too and um and that's a big issue that that line this is what i mean that line between the apt groups and their targets and, and this criminal enterprise is 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 being blurred um even more and you know what's what's concerning is that um, they're getting more bold and, and more brazen. I mean, obviously, we know that cybercrime cyber has no ethics, uh, but they are becoming even more bold and brazen. I think in their moves, they're they're reaching out directly to these uh, organizations to actually communicate with them. I know you've seen some some of this chatter, uh, you know, on, on dark web where they're actually setting up. And this is what I mean about that supply chain expanding. They're actually setting up um, service and support channels. So it used to just be the suppliers creating new, you know, zero days and, and uh, you know, malware kits and botnets. Um, 
and they had the infrastructure model like botnet, botnet as a service but now there's also this support department that's growing with them right not, not only do they have a support department, they have a like a very sophisticated and well-oiled machine in the support department. So if you are a victim, uh, they're always available 24 by 7. It's actually not a contentious relationship. They're not trying to make the victim upset. They're actually trying to provide very good service with uh, to them. We've actually seen some evidence. We've seen, we've been involved in some investigations where we've actually seen the communication go back and forth. Um, you got to remember, these threat actors are ask, asking for like $4 million, $5 million, like whatever this amount is, um, you, you know, you, obviously you're going to provide really good customer service if you're charging that premium, even if you're a criminal. And uh, and we've seen this back and forth. In fact, they've actually given a lot of times when 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 victims pay the ransom, the threat actors go back and, and give the victims like good advice saying like, hey, this is how we actually got into your system. This is what you were missing. You were missing these patches these configurations, maybe you should run these other types of security products and that would that would have prevented us. So they're actually like actually providing a little bit of a service too sometimes. And they're very, you know, they're very legitimate about it because they have a reputation to keep. They want people to know if you pay us, we're actually gonna give your data back, we're gonna delete your data. So that way we can charge your premium. Obviously that doesn't stop another threat actor from going behind and attacking them. Same organization or the same. Yeah, and let's talk about that. Another threat actor. This is the other thing we're seeing again. Um, I, I know we were talking the other day about this. You know, if we look back to the Cyber Threat Alliance when we uh, founded it in 2014, one of the first projects we worked on was a uh, report on CryptoWall version uh, 3. Uh, this was actually an effort to disrupt that gang at the time. Um, it was like a 70 page white paper, is the first of its kind collective between security vendors, as an example. And um, it, it, it effectively worked because the day after we released that report, that you know, Crypto version three essentially went offline. They shifted tactics. They tried to release a fourth version that never really took off. But it was just one target, right? Like basically one ransomware gang that was in, 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 the, in the spotlight at the time. Now, if you look at our threat landscape report that we our last one that we released, we're, we're highlighting, um, you know, nine, 10 of these gangs that we're tracking on a daily basis. And that number is growing. Um, and again, it's because I think it's because of all these profits and more more uh, stakeholders coming in and essentially you have um, this diversification, right? More tools, techniques, procedures, code, more people and more actually structured um, organizations now too. Yeah, no, absolutely. So once again, you have to remember ransomware is usually the last part of an, of an attack of a data breach. Usually, you know, you know, threat actors are getting into an organization, uh, they're stealing data, they're getting the data out. And re really the last thing they do after they've gotten all the valuables, right, all the, uh, you know, all the, all the, all the, all the golden keys, uh, then they're exploding the malware, they're executing that malware as kind of a last ditch effort or a, or a parting gift uh, a lot of times and trying to get the most value or the most money back. A lot of times we've also seen threat actors explode or execute the malware, the ransomware specifically, if they feel like they're about to get caught, if there's like an investigation going on. So, you know, from that standpoint, we see a lot of ransomware and we do see the sophistication because it's normally part of a, um, you know, much bigger attack a lot of times. And that bigger attack is usually taking advantage of a lot of vulnerabilities, unpatched systems, uh, phishing attacks, uh, just uh, uh, other, other types of uh, attacks as well. So. We do have the sophistication piece of an attack coming through by a botnet or some other type of malware delivery network. And then we have the ransomware added on top of that. Yeah, definitely. And um, the, the problem just seems to be 
spiraling right now when it comes to the amount of uh, profits again that that cyber criminals are, are are making these ransomware gangs again like i said it's not just one but you know 10 plus of these i know even if you look at apt groups like with with mitre who we work closely with um, there's just under 100 of those now apt groups that are track and i fully expect um these ransomware gangs and large enterprise groups i fully expect them to grow larger than that more than 100 that we're dealing with we're not quite there right now but it seems to be heading in that direction and you know it's because you know th there's some uh, stat that um you know it's in the physical world if you look at the us as an example if you commit a crime there's a you know greater than 50 percent chance there's, there's a big chance that because uh, it's a you know it's a it's a um something that happened has been in place for you know centuries right uh if you commit a crime you're going to jail that's the message people are are actually afraid about that in a lot of cases but in, in cyber crime again they're brazen they're not afraid about that it's a very very low chance right now of course um we always talk about the bad news but we are working on this and and uh and that's why we're here as well it's not this is that disruption strategy right when when we look at how we try to disrupt the supply chain uh, the criminal supply chain it's not just about all the great stuff we do at Fortnite, of course, like with uh, the fabric and protection, that's a very key part, make networks more resilient. Um, but it's this whole other piece in the industry we need to do um, to, to focus on um, how we can uh, really hit the cyber criminals where it hurts, try to um, actively work with law enforcement investigations as well, like we do with Interpol. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you make some great points uh, out there, like in general. Um, you, you know, first of all, it's always easy to talk about everything that's going wrong, like, uh, you know, with ransomware, because we hear about these attacks over and over again. But let's not forget, like, as you mentioned, all the things that are going right as well. First of all, now more than ever, like pretty much everyone knows about cyber attacks and knows about ransomware. Right. Yeah. It used to be, even a couple of years ago, even when we, me and you were dealing with other security professionals, uh, you know, they, they didn't take it as seriously. It was always something like, hey, that's never going to happen to me. Or when they heard about a cyber attack, they, they really thought, man, this company must have not had uh, their proper controls in place. They must have not been taking uh, security seriously. Now we know that's not the case. We know attackers are getting into organizations that do take security very seriously, that they do have all the right controls in place. So people have been made aware of that. And now they're like, wow, I really got to get my act together and make sure I have visibility, I have protections, I have detections, and I have a trained staff. And, and I think that's great news. I think overall, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that having an impact not only on on fighting ransomware, but fighting cyber attacks in general, and then raising awareness. And that awareness is going to other people in that organization, into that company, into that business. And that's helping those individual people when they get attacked at home, attacked at other uh, venues as well, like just have a little more awareness that these cyber attacks can happen. These other types of scams can happen as well that are just beyond the scope of cyber attacks. And it's just, I think it's raising the profile of, uh, of just people in general, which I think is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on the education piece and awareness, we're seeing that firsthand with our NSC certification, with our information security and awareness training. The numbers are going up. Um, it, it's a big difference and it's fantastic to to see people invested and in, in good things happening there. Always so much to talk about, Omar. I really appreciate your thoughts. Thanks so much. Uh, more to come on this, so stay tuned. This is Derek Menke with 40 Live. <laughs>